0: Support for Elwood City Limits is brought to you by Facebook.
1: Facebook.com slash Elwood City Limits. Twitter. At ECL Podcast.
0: Tumblr. ElwoodCityLimits.tumblr.com. Instagram. At Elwood City Limits. And through email. ElwoodCityLimits at gmail.com. And from listeners like you. Thank you. Okay, Lucas, no fool around. You're 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 gonna be steering the ship here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get things off. I don't think we've ever really gotten to the chase this quickly. So this is uh, Elwood City Limits, the episodic Arthur podcast. My name is Will Young, and throwing it now to uh, my co-host Lucas Mancini. Lucas, what's going on?
1: I captain. I be I Irish. I be the, I'm the captain now. I'm steering the ship. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's all me, uh, that's right, as promised, if you're a person in the discord, or if you've been keeping up with us for the past few weeks, uh, we have a special guest today mm. on this episode, um, oh, I, I, I think they're here right now, I'm listening, I think, oh,
2: <laughs> listeners of Elwood City Limits, we're welcoming to the podcast for well, the first time alex Moore. what's going on <laughs> elwood city limits listeners what's going on what's popping y'all it's going down right now on the pod
1: it's going down on the pod
2: <laughs> that was my intro that's all i had for it but uh <laughs> that's it okay L- what's lucas, going lucas
0: i'm glad that you you left that as a surprise for me that was uh uh i was so curious as to where it could be going and i i love it so um yes uh we do have a special guest today uh lucas i will fire it back to you there because this is a uh a close personal friend of yours and i think that you would be uh very suited to let our audience know before we throw it over to our guest and introduce themselves
1: yeah, uh my my good friend Alex Moore, aka Maximilius Mood, aka severely <laughs> online. Uh I would say uh famous for uh being in a couple local bands, but mostly famous for having <laughs> the best Twitter account in Dartmouth, IMO. Uh maybe not the best is... maybe not the best Twitter account in HRM, but definitely the best Dartmouth Nova Scotia in Dartmouth.
0: Twitter account. I will gladly accept that title. <laughs> and that's coming from the Dartmouth uh, daimyo himself.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that new uh, that new Twitter handle, Lucas, thank by the way. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I was sad to uh, <laughs> retire Halifax Hokage, but I think uh, Dartmouth daimyo is a suitable
0: replacement. It's a, It's... Yeah, it's uh, it's more accurate. you know. So, Alex, welcome to the show. Very happy to have you here on Elwood City Limits. Now, I, as always, like to ask our guests, what's your history uh, with Arthur? Was it something that you watched when you were younger? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: watched a lot of it when I was younger. Um, f- probably one of the shows I watched the most uh, as a kid, I would say. And, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I've revisited, like, a a handful of episodes uh, recently, and a lot of the jokes still hold up. I still think
0: it's funny. I still (laughs) think it's a really good show. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And now this was one, Lucas, uh, he was asking – this, this was about a month or two ago, he's like, are there any musical episode, like music ep- episodes coming up? And I was like, actually, yeah, there is this one, and it's a Binky episode. And he's like, great, I think my friend would actually be really great to have on for this one. So can you tell us a little bit about your uh, music project? What type of music do you play? Uh, I've got
2: uh, a couple that I'm involved with right now. Um, I guess the one that kind of... Uh, I don't want to say it's like the main focus because I put a lot of work into all of them, but the one that kind of seems to uh, have done the most, I guess is called frail hands Mm -hmm. where a uh, uh, screamo band, I guess uh, kind of like a melodic, but still in the vein of, hardcore punk mm-hmm. i guess
0: yeah i i heard you guys
1: on, and, on... and nothing's sorry will nothing's yeah, yeah. more hardcore punk than binky barnes you know what i mean oh yeah no like, uh uh if i if i was gonna say like who is the most punk arthur character it sure as hell ain't muffy and it definitely isn't mr Rappard. <laughs> uh it's 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 binky effing barnes is is punk B- as, as hell binky
2: binky and like all of his friends all like kind of dress like <laughs> hardcore kids in 2019 do which is crazy but it's so funny to me because like i'm like watching these
1: episodes i'm like these people just like look like people i would see at shows <laughs>
0: and then uh I, now
1: and then more i i also i wanted to ask uh you have a lot of experience in watching arthur as a kid um, and of course, uh, you know, you have some musical expertise, but I also just wanted to touch briefly on, um, I, I would, I don't know if you'd consider yourself this, but I would consider you a somewhat of a amateur meme expert. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm a bit of a, historian. a meme yes. historian. Yeah. That's right. Because in meme time, one day is essentially a decade. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, Arthur memes all the rage. Uh, what, what is your take? Um, you have a fondness for the show from uh, as a as a child, but what about wh- how do you feel about the memes?
2: Some of the memes are really good, but I've seen some like really really bad ones as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some that I've like looked at. And I'm like I'm like man, this this is just a bad. What joke. What, <laughs> what makes but, an Arthur meme good or bad? I guess is, ooh, is, is, is yeah, a good, is a good question
0: this. for
2: you. Well, I I think it's. It's kind of just a uh, uh, my, my my personal taste in humor. Like uh, a lot of the ones where the base of the meme is uh, like uh, the picture of Arthur's clenched fist from the episode where I don't know the actual name of it, the one where he he uh, he punches DW mm-hmm. in the episode. Those memes are all really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I've seen some just like random like one off ones, like not like uh, like a meme that like wasn't. A part of like a big like it was like a big meme where it was like everyone's posting this one thing but like one person I follow on Twitter might just like throw one up and I've been like oh this one kind of sucks <laughs> it's really just down to my own my own uh so what I
0: find funny and hey what careful because I mean I mean who who am I to say what is funny hey, hey is careful bad? there one of one of those bad memes might be from the Elwood City Limits Twitter account.
1: <laughs> most you know what most <laughs> no sure a-
0: actually they can't all be winners actually I'm I'm a follower
2: of the Elwood City Limits Instagram account, and I'm a fan of the posts. Thank on there. you,
0: thank you very much. So, I I do like the I do like. Thank those you very posts. much. I appreciate that. Like I say, they can't all be winners, and sometimes like I'll like I'll look at a cl- I'll look at a screen cap that I did a week ago, and I'm just like ah, I got to get rid of this one, and then just bang Oh, I'm out. I, I'm
2: a hundred percent guilty of of making some objectively awful <laughs> posts <laughs> myself. Like I'll post something, and I'm like I'm like. This is gonna, this is so funny. This is gonna go over so well. Everyone's gonna think this is funny, and no one thinks it's funny. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, I can delete this and be a coward, or I can just leave it, <laughs> and, up then, and I can accept
0: accept my. And failure. then some of, and then the weird one is that some of the ones you put the least effort into get the most traction. Yeah, yeah. I and I think I, and I think I say that as well as someone who just. Identifies as incredibly old and behind the times. So now, it's just... <laughs> will,
1: will I think you're selling yourself short because I'm looking at the Elwood City Limits Twitter account right now, and there's a picture of Pal dancing with a piece of bacon, and it says "Sausage Party 2016," and I think that's like a really, really, <laughs> really, 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 really funny post. Thanks. That is Thank really you. good. That one was. Really that was
0: good. I. The it's, when we were watching that episode the first time before we even recorded, I was like, "That's what that joke is." So sometimes, sometimes I have those in the can ready to go and some of them are just like I uh, I don't I don't know topical humor <laughs> uh, well Alex very glad to have you here and I'll yes I'll be kind of looking for some of your uh, your expertise in these various areas as we go through this episode of Arthur it's always good we always like to bring in like a, a different perspective to things and I think uh, you definitely fit the bill here so happy to have you <laughs> we're actually we're actually gonna forego our email segment this week we do have a couple of them that are in the can and we will get to them on on the next episode, just in the interest of time, I want to get down right to the meat of this episode. Alex, was this the first full Arthur episode you've watched in, like, years at this point? Um,
2: I wouldn't say years, but... I remember watching a couple episodes not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just watched
0: like, a couple of random episodes on YouTube. Like I just looked up, are there full episodes or something? They are very cool. readily available. And so that's that's yeah. a, a huge boon, I think, to anybody, especially anybody who's listening to our podcast, is that you can literally just go on YouTube, watch the episode, and then come back and listen to us, or just uh, decide for yourself. And that's... A, a, a really good thing for uh, how scattered the Arthur community is across all social media platforms. Uh, so this episode that we have here, we have Muffy's soccer shocker. And then the one where I, where I think your expertise is going to be a, uh, a big advantage is uh, brother. Can you spare (laughs) clarinets? I hope, I hope. And I I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves or anything, but I feel like we have another, we have another binky fan, another binky Stan here in the conclave. (laughs)
2: Definitely, definitely a Binky stance. At any
1: point during Binky's hijinks, not to get ahead of ourselves, uh, did you say, yes, go off, King?
0: (laughs) Oh, definitely. Big time. (laughs) (laughs) Big time. I'm rooting for Binky. Yeah, that's that's actually been uh, I if if there's one thing I hope would be the legacy of this show, it's the reconsideration of Binky Barnes as an all time character of fiction. Not just not children's television, not television, not animation, but the medium of storytelling itself. Yeah, I'm let's start it off here with Muffy's Soccer Shocker. This one uh, immediately kind of gave me flashbacks to childhood. Every I feel like. We go through all of these Arthur episodes. We're into the sixth season now, and I, th- I keep thinking that I've mined all- every single one of my childhood memories. But then one comes along like this. It's Arthur and the gang at soccer practice. Mr. Crosswire's taking over as the uh, as a soccer coach. I played a ton of soccer when I was a kid. I don't know about I don't know about you guys if you did any like rec league sports.
2: I did it a little bit, but I was uh kind of much like. Uh, Arthur's team where I was definitely Just getting like nailed with the soccer ball I was bad
1: I I was like Muffy where I uh, was A goalie but I just Touching on something you said more about The the drills They're running here in this opening These like CTE inducing (laughs) Like just getting hit in the head With the soccer ball Over and over and over uh, uh, Urged on by uh, Mr. Crosswire it's. It's. I know that the joke is that these are questionable, but like, especially knowing what we know about like CTE and like brain science, this is like extra questionable at this point.
0: It makes <laughs> me wish that we had like the old uh, Lucas. Do you remember like the the WWE? Don't try this at home. Of just like yes, bo- yeah, Like bodies kick, have kick been bruised. Don't, like kick, you
1: don't, you kick, don't have a damn
0: clue where he home. is. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur getting hit in the face and just like, how is he even able to stand? Is what I want to know. It's Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. With all the talk about with about concussions and CTE these days, these kids are taking headers, and I remember taking a few in my time, too, and it made me totally gun-shy around soccer balls. I Lucas, I really have to give it to you. I have a note here that when I was younger, I hated playing goalie because, well, all the balls are coming at you, so I appreciate somebody who took up the mantle of goalie.
1: Ooh, I loved playing goalie because I hated moving.
0: Goalie is like a lot of pressure, though, because like if you... Uh... You let
2: that ball go in the net, that's, Ooh, that's all on Yeah, you. That's your yeah. fault. That's no good. You
0: lost the game. You lost the game for the team. See, I always, I always <laughs> like being defense because you would never have to chase the ball. You would run towards it, but if it got past you, then it was still the goalie's responsibility, like you said, Alex.
2: I don't remember a whole lot from playing soccer, but I remember that I kind of just, like, didn't really – follow the rules like I kind of just did what I wanted and I think that's why it didn't last very long <laughs> <laughs> do you
0: remember do you remember any of your team names by any chance no no not at all I think I was I just
1: on did, a I Timbits team it was just the Timbits
2: yeah yeah I think I was just the Timbits team I, I
0: definitely had a Timbits team we, we definitely had a subway team at one point uh I think my, my very first soccer team was the Huskies and that's uh, and,
1: speaking of speaking of Husky uh Mr. Crosswire sucks
2: Oh, yeah. I had an I, uh, I was I had a note here that I said uh Mr. Crosswire is
0: Elwood City's Elon Musk. Oh no Oh, okay. Now I've always I've always gotten a, I've always gotten would, kind would, of
1: would a... Mr. Crosswire go on the Joe Rogan podcast.
2: Imagine <laughs> mister Mr. Crosswire in uh, in uh, Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan's quizzing Mr. Crosswire about his experiences with DMT. <laughs>
0: I always kind of I always kind of saw Mr. Crosswires more of a uh, more of a trumpian vibe to him what what uh, what speaks to you about Elon Musk I
2: just was just like I think it's just that like oh well uh Mr Crosswires he's like that that billionaire type and just that type just Elon Musk and as they both have
1: cars together. they both you know Elon Elon got the the Tesla Mr crosswire Crosswire's got crosswire motors.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's a good point because I because Mr. Crosswire definitely more successful than Trump, and th- that's one thing you can say about Elon Musk is that he's had I think more a, a bigger success ratio than uh, than old DT. Uh, I
1: also could see Mr. Crosswire like dropping acid and then like tweeting about how he's going to make like Tesla shorts or whatever.
0: <laughs> I want to w- crosswire motor I wanna shorts. To- I want yeah. s- to me- try something. I'm actually going to look up <laughs> Elon Musk's Twitter right here. Um,
1: and see if Mr. It would fit Mr. Crosswire.
0: Uh, okay, let me see here. Um, t- 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 there's a lot of replies <lords> in here. Oh, this one about him <laughs> being on the Joe Rogan podcast. There you go. Uh, uh, yikes. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. Okay, so I haven't I haven't done this before, so I apologize if it's not good, but I'm gonna try my Mr. Crosswire voice with this one. Number one, safest, quickest, techiest, sexiest, best car for 50,000 pounds to 60,000 pounds. Tesla Model 3 now invading Europe, Muffikins.
1: I-, I think what we've just proved is that more is onto to something.
2: I got theories, okay? I got theories, and they need to be known. And Elwood City Limits, this is my
0: platform for, for telling he's, the world. He's, bra- he's breaking this wide open. Uh, see, That's this is what I mean about about differing opinions you know the, the, trump trump is trump is sleep elon musk comparisons to mr crosswire is i'm awake now <laughs> speaking of memes uh, yeah so uh, so lucas mr crosswire sucks what makes you say that
1: Uh, he's, well, it's just like his, we've watched, we have the context of all these previous episodes, but it's, it's just his general mentality and he's like, oh, I'm rich. Like he's, I think he's meant to suck. Mm -hmm. Um, but in in the context of this opening, he's running this ridiculous soccer drill, uh, giving all the kids, uh, CTE. Uh, and then we sort of, um, get the opening title card. Where it's Muffy's soccer shocker, and we get some context of why it's Mr. Crosswires now the soccer coach. It used to be, and this—he's in the in uh, competition for throwaway character of the week. It used to be Trevor,
0: (laughs) Coach Trevor. Okay, so as soon as Trevor showed up, I was like, "Well, that's it. We've got a runaway candidate for." Throwaway character of the week here. Like now, you've got me thinking about it more and more as I watch these episodes. So, so tre- it's
1: it, it. Listen, it is not as uh uh. It's not over till it's over. It is throwaway character of the week is not as set as stone as you think it is. Okay. Uh, there's a <laughs> one in the second episode that I have to point out. But right now, I was definitely thinking it was Trevor. Trevor's an Arthur character that we haven't really seen a lot of. Um, we don't see a lot of teenagers on Arthur besides Francine's sister Catherine, who I think she's on the younger spectrum of a teenager. She's probably like. 16 yeah um whereas trevor we can tell is 19 years old uh he's almost 20 He's almost 20 um and he is like the perfect encapsulation of like a youth pastor where he's like (laughs) like i i I I could see trevor being like hey guys like you want to know who is really cool (laughs) jesus
2: (laughs) i was thinking that trevor to me seemed like uh definitely the type who's like coming to teach these kids how to play soccer but he is like smacked out of his
1: (laughs) mind (laughs) I I think we're both right I think it's a little bit of column A a little bit of column B Trevor's hair is like no other I'm looking at him right now it's like no other Arthur character I've ever seen it's like legendary he has like Gosh, I don't even know what to compare this to. It's definitely like like Shane Dawson like 2000 yeah. and, and eight hair. <laughs> he
0: he's kind of he's kind of this is the future that liberals want kind of guy cuz he's <laughs> he's telling the kids like he, he's their old coach and he's just like, you know, it's it's like you guys played a great game out there and they're like, "But we lost." And he's like, "Yeah, but winning isn't everything, and I know plenty of people who win that aren't happy." And Francine's like, "I'm not happy. I hate <laughs> losing." And he's just like this, you know, it almost seems like a parody of You know how how boomers see millennials of just like all these these snowflakes and they're this they're this and that they're they're liberal uh, mind of like everybody should be a winner all this kind of stuff he's just so uh, I don't know if granola is the right word but he's very like uh, uh, way too easygoing. Which
1: is, and we actually, we actually get kind of the boomer perspective from uh, uh, David Reed, <laughs> Arthur's dad. Uh, so we cut to, um, we we cut to the it's like the parent soccer society meeting at at Crosswire Motors is like boardroom or meeting room, mm-hmm. and this is great because this like. In this moment, uh, never before has Arthur's dad reminded me so much of my own dad. Oh yeah, me In, too. Like, me how too. he's like, like Mr. Crossfire's like, I got bad news and good news, and it's like, the Trevor's gonna be leaving the soccer team, and uh, Arthur's dad's like, finally, he we-.
2: pops off, dude. He pops off. <laughs> he's like,
1: yeah, finally we can win some. And then like, uh, Arthur's mom's like, I think that's the bad news, but he's like, Arthur's dad's like stoked. You could tell he's been he like low key has hated <laughs> Trevor for years. He
2: might as well be doing like the She's like fully invested in this
0: this children's soccer team. He is he's putting money down on he, these wins, he, and he's he's not getting anything. He might as back. well be doing like the shoveling motion to Trevor as he like walks out the door or something. He's so overjoyed, <laughs> so invested in this. And yes, Mr. Crosswire is going to be the new uh, he's going to be the new soccer coach, and he's going to take them from what is basically like uh, almost like a Ford Pinto, or like you know one of the I forget I forget the brand of the. Uh, the like crappy motorcycle that he shows to like 16 tons of American steel. So that's, he also
1: says, uh, do you want to toodle around on the putt putt or do you want to burn
0: some rubber? And I was like, no, nobody's really sold, but, but dad's dad Reed is just like, well, it's well, worth of the shot. We don't have any better ideas. <laughs> Uh, so that's pretty much what the first half of this episode is, is that they're going through the basic drills. And the whole thing is that Ed's drills are all based around like car, like he relates to everything through cars. So there's different drills like, uh, piston is kicking the ball hard. The muffler is kind of doing a, uh, quieter, like a uh, gentler pass. There's the shock There's suspension where they're like, uh, kicking the ball up in the air and keeping it in suspension.
1: And and during the suspension drill, uh, Mr. Crosswire is hopping up and down on a car like he's in a SoundCloud rap music video, <laughs> like like
0: he, jumping around like he's a little. Yeah, pump. Yeah, yeah,
1: like it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs>
0: um, and they even have a uh, a team a team chant essentially that he even brings his like uh, his his pitch whistle for. Uh, what what did you guys make of this one?
1: Uh, well, before we get to the chant, I do have to say every time anybody in this episode—and this happens multiple times—mentions um, running the piston drill, mm. uh, it just kind of sounds like they're going to say the word "piss." Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, no, that happened to me too. Uh, I thought that was well. more. Let's, I dose, you were gonna... let's do some there's, piss drills. there's one, there's one, there's one part where uh, they're doing the drills, and like I think Muffy's supposed to like do like like a softer kick, and she. Does the piston? And she goes, "Oops, I pistoned." <laughs> it sounds a little too much like "Oops, I." There's pissed. a part where Mr. <laughs> it's just, Cross, it's too close. Where
1: Mr. Crosswire says, "Let's put some piss tin on it," and it's like, <laughs> it's it, it's too good. Um, and then there's, you think the it, Arthur,
2: like the writers were sitting down writing this episode, and they're like, "What if we snuck this in there?" There's
1: there's a part at the end where Arthur says, "I just hope I never have to hear the word piss tin again." <laughs> And if 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 Arthur had said I never want to hear the word piss, uh, that would be really funny. The,
0: you know what, you guys? I I don't know what it is. You guys you guys were totally dialed into this. I was just like, yeah, piston. I get it. It's cars. It's, uh, I think it probably because <laughs> sp-
1: our brains are broken.
0: Well, I think I think it's more of got- me, the naive summer child of just like, oh yeah, cars. And it's like, they, I I could totally see them in the writers room just being like, let's try this one, see if we can get this passed. and they did. See if we can get this one on the kids' show. Uh,
1: so speaking of Mr. Crosswire sucking, Muffy also sucks. Okay. So, uh, okay. So
2: before, Muffy's definitely in the, in the bottom of the, uh, the tier list. Oh, yeah. of Arthur for characters. sure. For, for sure. Now, okay. Bottom before tier. we get to
1: the negatives, positives. Mm-hmm. Muffy is literally wearing like a juicy couture sweatsuit. <laughs> as, <laughs> yeah, as, no, that's hype. as, as the, uh, uh, her, the her soccer gear. Everybody else is just wearing soccer clothes. Muffy has like one of
2: my notes was actually. One of my notes was actually fit check on Muffy (laughs) while they're playing soccer.
1: (laughs) No, Muffy's fit is hyphy. Muffy's fit is, is like, she got the sweatband, and then she's got, like, it's like a sweatshirt, but it, it looks like it has, like, some sort of, like... Uh, like fringe or like wool lining, yeah, uh, and then and then the pr-
2: definitely too hot to be wearing while they're playing soccer in like the summer, and
1: and and then the sweatpants tucked into the matching so- shoes. It's a it's a, definitely it's a heater of a fit. Uh, but as a person, um, when Muffy says, "What are you saying about my daddy?" Ugh. I'm like, oh, "This is
2: cursed." Shut up! <laughs> Don't sh- stop talking. This is
0: this is kind of the I, I okay, not going to use the word tragedy. It's not that bad, but it's it's it, it, it's the <laughs> shame of Muffy's character because it's like we keep waiting for her to like pay off somehow because we've had to do that for other characters throughout the show of just like, I don't really like them. And then we're just like, Oh, but like after this point in the series, they actually get a little better. Muffy kind of hasn't at this point.
1: Francine has (laughs) learned and grown. Mm. Uh, No one has learned and grown as much as Binky. Yes. uh, But Muffy is still like episode one,
0: season one Muffy basically. Still very much, still very much the rich joke. Um, I don't mean to derail us from the Muffy point because that is a big part of this episode. I just want to go back real quick. Uh, so the team chant that Ed Crosswire thinks of, of is, of course, out of the way. For goodness sakes, this old team ain't got no breaks. Now, would you guys call this a slapper, or I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the opposite of, of slaps is. I'm old. I I'm saying it's trash. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Trash. I'm it's trash. This is straight like, trash. You say
1: that. That's this is like Eminem Kamikaze album. <laughs> uh, my, yeah, my you words know, are th- yeah. It's this is this is Eminem
2: freestyling in an empty parking garage. <laughs> oh Damn. no! That bad. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm saying it. I'm going there. I got. I drive a four Tour and ain't got no brakes. <laughs> That's an awfully hot coffee pot. Should I drop in on Donald Trump? Probably not.
0: <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! That's the best. That's a real life. No, M- no, I don't know if you guys know no, that, that. No, that impression. That's so good. <laughs>
2: yeah, pride myself. I pride myself that's on my uh, my Eminem impression, rude. among others that I won't do
0: on the podcast. No. but... <laughs> Happy to show you another oh my time. God. You got it. That's man. That's awesome. The only the only thing I I can add and I and I feel outclassed next to that just uh, out of the way. For goodness' sakes, venom. Never know what hit him. This whole team ain't got no breaks. Yes. I think you gotta. <laughs> All right. So we're talking Garbo tier Eminem here. That's uh, that's really the harshest indictment we could have for this team. chant. I don't disagree uh yeah okay, so let's go let's go back to muffy here Lucas we kind of so we talked about the fit here that's maybe the best, but the worst like you like you kind of touched on is you know the what are you what are you saying about my daddy yeah it's it's no
1: good uh <laughs> Um, I and and also like the the way the internet talks about the word daddy. I don't like hearing Muffy say daddy all the time. Uh, I I mean, definitely definitely
2: became like a cursed word. (laughs) I,
1: I just said when when Muffy the way Muffy says what are you saying about my daddy is very very cursed. And you know what? The less said about that, the better. Uh, Muffy does actually have a good line <laughs> later on, though, where she says she feels like a candle because she's so, so heated from that was
2: that was emo as yeah fuck. yeah that yeah. was cold that,
0: <laughs> that was some like real that emo was shit. terrific yeah so th- so Muffy's whole deal here is that she is initially very supportive of her father as the coach, but she's also really bad at soccer and she keeps kind of being singled out, uh for s- kind of as the star of the team by her dad, but she kind of just doesn't get it so at some point she wants to distance herself from the soccer team and that's when she fakes sick is is (laughs) she pretends to have a fever and she's just like i feel like a candle burning burning she does have i will say her her voice her voice actor melissa altro has always been very good at making her seem at making her dramatic nature kind of stick out Mm. she always kind of
1: sounds like she's about to be like i feel faint uh a note on muffy uh, another like uh, a current event that we could touch on is that uh muffy is not anti vax which i was happy to see uh,
2: i was yeah i was going to say that as well because another thing i i uh, i kind of just assumed that the crosswires would be anti vaxxers <laughs> unfortunately yeah <laughs> i mean like they just they they just seem like the type okay well you know, you know what maybe
1: they are because muffy hadn't had her shot yet
2: uh she was due oh and they're like so maybe she was we got you here. We got you
0: here. You're getting your shots now. It's time for your shots. Public medicine is a scam. I'm funding uh. a private clinic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I could totally see that being like he got hoodwinked into going to a walk-in and then they're going to pump his daughter full of chemicals, you know. <laughs> that's I I don't I don't think that's too far off. Unfortunately, if 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 Ed Crosswire uh, well, definitely well, I not. mean Ed Crosswire I guess probably is written today. So there's so so much So much material for how you can make fun of the rich today. (laughs) Thankfully. Uh, Yeah, Muffy's being tired out by these drills. She can't even uh, cut her own food. Uh, She has Francine do it for her. Uh, And everybody's also just kind of fed up with Ed Crosswire. There's a little scene here with Muffy and Ed where... uh, He's, oh. he's showing her the video of him as a soccer player on, like, an old film reel, like, with black. Oh, and before,
1: before we get to that, just to step back yeah, quickly, yeah, uh, when Muffy's so tired she can't cut her own food, uh, we have a quick little moment that I appreciated with Buster where uh, Buster's having a real, real bad day uh, because everybody calls him out and sort of gets mad at him. I think it's because he, like, references the team chant or something. Yeah. Uh, But not only does he get called out by the group, uh, he also drops his ice cream cone, which you just hate to see that sort of thing for poor Buster. The,
2: uh... The little bit of the sound effect when the ice cream cone like hits the ground, I felt like that sound effect was like a little bit too loud, and it reminded me of like an Eric Andre sketch or something almost, (laughs) where the the sound of the sound effects are just a little bit too loud, and it's like this this is making me kind of uncomfortable. Like just (laughs) a
1: wet ice cream cone, like (laughs) yeah,
0: just like a wet like slap. Buster drops the cone, and there's just like scattered applause. Uh yeah, so so they're looking at this uh, this video here, and you know Ed's just like, I remember this game like it was yesterday. I wasn't much of a soccer player. We lost like twelve to nothing. I can't remember a single game or a single score of any sport that I played when I was a kid. I don't know what this is all this is all about.
1: It's been taking his omega threes. He's got he's on those rich people vitamins, so he's got like a pristine memory.
0: Take your brain
1: pills. (laughs) Yeah, that's right he's he Joe Rogan hooked him up with some alpha brain and uh, uh so he's he's got perfect memory See, the- it's
2: all it's all coming together now yeah
1: ah. he's on those new tropics
2: he's on the new tropics Joe Rogan hooked him up when uh when Ed Crosswire went on the Joe Rogan experience oh God.
0: this has gotta happen like I wish I wish that I knew Ed Crosswire's voice actor, because that's what I would try to say. But like, just take a snippet of a Joe Rogan and then just put his voice in there; it'd be perfect. Well, you
1: know, you know, Joe. Uh, the first time I did DMT, uh, and then uh, Joe Rogan's, yeah, Joe Rogan's like, uh, so Ed, have you ever seen a gorilla kill a man? Young Jamie, pull up the video of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: Ed, would you look at the size of that thing, Joe? I know it would tear your head right off. <laughs> so, have you ever done DMT before?
0: <laughs> Getting back to the DMT. Um, so, eventually, the, uh, the Elwood sit the sorry the Lakewood team is going to be against. Is it is it Mighty Mountain again? Are they facing Mighty Mountain? I I
1: just assume they're just like the stand-in like evil team.
0: Yeah. Yes. I okay. I see the two M's on there. Jersey, so at mighty mountain of course they're rivals and they're and they are they're just quivering they are just pretty much pretty much sure they're going to be like mopped the floor is going to be mopped with them and they're not confident in the least but actually as they start to play the game it turns out that ed crosswire's drills actually kind of worked like yeah they just they're running they're they're
1: they're really like they're playing a good game here.
0: Yeah, it's it, and I actually completely forgot this about the episode where it's like all like the piston and the suspension and muffler. Like they just basically call these out, and it's actually pretty good strategy because the uh, the other team doesn't know what those mean. But they've had it basically completely drilled into their heads at this point. We also have I loved this touch. Muffy is on the sidelines. She's managed to talk her dad down to being the substitute goalie. So she's just doing commentary with a megaphone. So we get Mouth of the South Muffy Heart on the sidelines just uh cheering on everybody. I loved it.
1: Yeah, that's that's like Muffy makes a great like heel like wrestling manager.
0: And in fact, like uh as the game goes on brain who's the goalie accidentally twists his ankle so they have to call Yeah,
1: brain is brain might have an acl tear here brain might be out for the season
0: <laughs> this was the end of brain's uh
2: soccer career actually
1: <laughs> he never played he again. was never
2: he never played again after this one game
0: it's all ed crosswire's fault and, and he had to go on to sell propane and propane accessories <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so Muffy's got some good lines here I, I like this Ed's like we're going to call in our substitute goalie And she's like yes we're calling the replacementator The substitute good to be true So you know a couple, couple good ones Better than out of the way for goodness sakes
1: Oh, A uh, few things aren't <laughs>
0: uh, But of course that means Muffy's being called in and uh, we also, we do get some cutaways as the game is going on to, again, Dave Reed in the audience are just like, we only got 10 seconds left, come on!
2: Way, way more enthusiastic than than one should be.
1: Um, Yeah, Ar- Arthur's dad is probably... Uh, my favorite part of this entire episode, <laughs> like just the idea of like <laughs> like Arthur barely cares about this soccer game, but it's like Dad is like so <laughs> into it.
0: Uh, he's yeah, hype. He's he is very hype, and we we we'll talk about his reaction in a second here because Muffy initially lets a goal in, but uh, eventually she does actually manage to save and they tie the game against the mighty mountain. And Dave is overjoyed. He's just like, we tied. We <laughs> tied!" And he's like hugging brains. Dad. He's beside himself. He's so happy.
1: A good piece of uh, soccer realism there. The game ending in a tied game. <laughs>
0: yeah. You definitely don't see that in any real soccer game, but I remember games ending in ties all the time.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Like, that's the thing. In soccer, like, they tie all the time. Even at, like, the World Cup, it's like oh, really? constant ties. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's, like, a, a notorious thing at both soccer is that, like, <laughs> it, it ends in a tie more often than not. Sometimes in really boring soccer games, a tie of 0 0.
0: Oh, God. Um, I will say this, though. As much as Muffy can uh, is annoying in this episode, she does take that one save like a champ. She just basically takes the soccer ball in the gut. And like keeps it be keeps it bu- above the line and then just kind of crumples over. I felt bad for her. This this is actually kind of the end of the episode. So Muffy makes a save, they manage to tie. Uh Ed's really proud of her. They hoist her up. She she gets a chant for some reason. Just like, okay, you stopped one gold, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it's
1: very Rudy. It's very but like that's
0: that's more than th- than that team is used to. No, though, that's so. a good point.
2: you got to keep in mind the enthusiasm of Arthur's dad. And, you know, maybe everyone else is feeling that, too.
0: And we actually cut from here. There's a shot of, like, Muffy waving at a camera. And then from that camera, we go into a futuristic living room. And we see adult (laughs) Muffy and her son. And they're watching video of this soccer game. And it turns out that when Muffy gets older, around her dad's age, she also becomes a soccer coach and keeps the the out-of-the-way-for-goodness-sakes chant going. She's another Ed now, Crosswire.
1: I don't want to get too high concept here, but uh-huh. do you guys think that when we see future muffy and the future uh uh soccer team, is this some sort of like dystopia where like the one percent is living in this like future <laughs> ap- apartment complex? But if you open those shutter blinds, <laughs> it's like pure chaos out there. Like they're yeah, they're up at their ivory tower, like watching these soccer drills, but it's like the purge just outside their 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 gates.
0: Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? This took place in twenty nineteen. <laughs> oh no i feel
2: like all when whenever there's like a shot of maybe i'm wrong whenever there's like a cut to the future in arthur are they is it just me or like, are they always wearing those like spacesuits and stuff like is it always like like the biggest exaggeration of what the future might it's be?
0: always a very 2000s future of just like everything is chrome and glittery and like off-white and like I kind of love it's, it. It's it's a it's a look they're committing to it. So um, yeah, you're right. There is always that kind of chromium gray uh, th- quality to everything. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and uh, Lucas Alex, I'm sorry if this might offend your sensibilities. Um, so I actually really liked what we saw of Adult Muffy. I really would like to see more of her. I don't. I can't. I'm not sure. I can exactly communicate why. She reminds me a little bit of Bulma from Dragon Ball Z. Interesting.
1: I know it's, it's, it's cool that, um, usually when, uh, uh, characters are their adult version of themselves, it's the like child's voice actor kind of putting on an adult voice like, I am, or not even a child, but the voice actor who does the child's voice putting on like, I am an adult now. Uh, but because Muffy was always just an adult woman, she's just kind of using her regular speaking voice, which I thought was an interesting touch.
0: Yeah, it's like pretty much they get to almost drop their character's voice a little bit and uh, get to get to get to play around with it. It's it is fun. I agree. And it is done just rarely enough that it's never like, oh, you know, oh we're seeing future Arthur again or something. And that's pretty that's pretty much the end of that episode. We're going to go right from that into a word from us.
1: And now a word from me, Lucas Mancini of Elwood City Limits. Don't forget to chat with your Elwood City Limits pals on social media with Facebook.com slash Elwood City Limits or at ECL Podcast on Twitter. We also have a Tumblr, .tumblr ElwoodCityLimits.tumblr.com and an Instagram at ElwoodCityLimits. If you want to send us a question, send us an email and get it read on the show at Limits at gmail.com. You can find the entire episode archive at elwoodcitylimits.libsyn.com or on your favorite podcast service. If we aren't on your preferred podcast app, let us know, and we'll do our best to get on it. Thanks, as always, for supporting us here at Elwood City Limits. Now, back to the show.
0: And we're back. Okay, now... Let's get into the real meat of the goings-on here. This is Brother, Can You Spare a Clarinet? Uh, and, of course, the episode starts off with Binky. He's bringing a present to Arthur. And this is, this is actually kind of interesting that we're, at, w- that we're talking this way, in almost a metatextual way, about the character of Binky. Because in this cold open, Arthur's talking about how there seems to be two different Binkies. There's Bully Binky, and then there's, quote, the other guy who is I wrote down
1: uh I wrote down Binky could be your angel or your devil
0: (laughs) he could it's true
2: um I love that there's such like a like the such a contrast in like the two different sides of Binky where it truly is your angel or your devil (laughs)
0: um yeah I it's and we see him doing kind of uh good g- you know paragon and renegade acts in uh, this little uh side by sides like binky playing like scaring away birds but then also playing his clarinet and attracting birds and all this kind of stuff and we also get the duality here because the president turns out to be is a spring-loaded pie to the face uh for arthur and then binky is literally perched outside of his house waiting for him to open it and just says "Ha! what a doofus and then Arthur's about to like rip up the paper, and he's like, "Wait, I recycle the paper. Don't rip it."
1: <laughs> no, as more as far as pranks and social experiments go, uh, is this an epic prank or not?
2: <laughs> um, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say it's a, a pretty epic prank. <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't see, I didn't see the pie in the face coming because you know with Binky, you never know what you're gonna get. You could get the angel or the devil. And Arthur, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. He got the devil today.
0: <laughs> that's that's the um, role of would, dice you, you gotta play us.
2: as far as like epic pranks go um you know binky binky's not on like uh like a uh, uh like a jake paul level <laughs> of like epic <laughs> pranks oh, where, like, B- B- binky's binky's not burning arthur's mattress in the backyard or anything <laughs> so <laughs> so like binky you know he's got a he can learn a thing or two from watching uh watching some jake paul for his pranks
1: i guess but you know he's on the right track. It's it's not yet every day, bro, for Binky. But I will say this: no. we, we we still get a little bit of the angel because after he pranks Arthur, he's sure to uh, uh, clarify that he needs to keep the wrapping paper because he recycles it.
0: <laughs> Next thing we know, Binky's going to be in the suicide forest. Oh no! <laughs> careful, careful what you say. Uh, so we do. So this episode, of course, is music themed, and as we know, Binky does play the clarinet. Um, and in fact, throughout this episode, Lucas, you have a a pretty good ear for this too. Did you notice that, and maybe Alex, you did too, that with some of the normal Arthur stings we're used to hearing, they added in a bit of clarinet flourishes.
1: Oh, you know what? I don't think I noticed this. That's really cool. No, I didn't pick up
0: on that. I think it's, and I think, uh, with, with, with us, it's like we kind of hear them basically every week from the amount that we watch Arthur. But for me, it was like, oh, it's the normal, like, but with a little, (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know, that that being a clarinet. I got to go back and re listen to that cuz I want I did not notice that when I watched through the episode. They're pretty good. They fit they fit in pretty naturally. So the idea of this episode is that the kids who are all in the school band are going to be trying out for the the youth orchestra. And uh, of course everybody thinks that Binky is going to be a shoe in, but he's been having a problem lately. His clarinet is uh going bad on him. So his uh, in fact we get this terrific shot of Binky playing like by lamplight in his bedroom at night and he tries playing it and every once in a while he'll like start playing and he'll just go like or just make a discordant note and he just throws it <laughs> away. He goes music stinks,
1: <laughs> which he's not I wrong have to agree. Yeah, I was just going to say agree. music. does stink <laughs> uh, more. Have you ever been played a show or something and just have a, a, an instrument or a piece of equipment just go bad on you? Um,
2: So, like, when I, like, first started playing shows and stuff, I had the worst luck possible where just, like, something went wrong every time. Like, the first show I ever played, my guitar strap broke. And then another show – no, I've broken, like, three guitar straps playing shows. (laughs) And, uh, like, I've unplugged my stuff, like, by accident a hundred times and, like, had – pedals stop working and stuff one time i forgot how to play a song like halfway through oh, it no. so you know music <laughs> music i've had some 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 rough goes but yeah so i can confirm you playing music does stink a lot of the time
1: <laughs> um uh, now counterpoint to music stinking buster says he's gonna play a song called 76 tubas i w- i need to hear that i, I was I just gonna to say 76 tubas 76 tubas sounds like it is uh that sounds good. That sounds very good. A slapper, a yeah. slapper. I would.
0: Well, say. Well, have, have have either of you guys heard the uh, the song he's covering? Seventy six trombones.
1: I have not. Okay, no, because
0: that's haven't. apparently what he's going to be adapting for tuba. Um, I also have a question <laughs> for you guys. Did, were either of you in your school band? Uh,
2: I was. Oh, I most a, certainly was bit. not.
0: What did you play, Alex? I was
2: in my school band for two years. Uh, when I started, I started playing the trombone and then I realized that I didn't like it at all. And uh, some of the other... Well, like, at, my, at my, uh, my junior high school, that was when I did mm-hmm. it. Um, there was like a band class for like each uh, like grade, I guess. And I was like, oh, well, like some of the other... Uh, classes have like a bass player in the school band so I'm just gonna show up with my bass and decide that's what I'm gonna play now <laughs> so one day so one day I showed up at school with my bass guitar and I was like this is what I'm gonna do in the band now and my teacher was like obviously and like very clearly not very happy about that <laughs> but it was like what are you gonna do I'm, I don't have a trombone here am I still not gonna play this class <laughs> so I, I, I played uh, bass guitar in my school band for like another like two years and then I got bored of playing these classical songs and stuff and I just you, stopped.
1: You uh you so you kind of lived through uh not to get too ahead of ourselves but Bicky does a very similar tactic where Bicky just refuses to bring his tra- uh his uh clarinet to class out of protest. <laughs>
0: oh, the uh, the now the, we're, imp- we- the impudence on display. As we'll yeah, get yeah. To.
1: Were you, you were. I assume you were not sent to the principal's office with a list of offenses uh, when type, you instead a, brought your a
0: typewritten list of grievances.
1: Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, Moore refuses to bring the trombone. Number two, brought a bass instead.
0: Uh, number three, talks back in class. That's right. I gotta say, I gotta say, bringing that bringing your bass move that is a top grade school grift there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my uh,
2: my, my my band teacher was kind of a a, a loser, anyways, because we had we had <laughs> we had to we, we had to do a pro we had to do a project one year on uh, on a musician who had because like I mean aside from like playing songs and stuff, sometimes you would have to do like projects. Uh, one of the projects we had to do like a research thing on uh, a musician who had passed away, and I decided I wanted to do mine on. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. and my t- my, t- my teacher told me no because rap music isn't real music. Oh, and I was like, no. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> I was what a herb. Yes. I was out. I was fully expecting to be like anybody can sit down at a computer and press some buttons and make a song. Uh. But it takes a real artist. It takes a real artist to pick up a six string and plug it in and turn it up to eleven and rock out. Oh. Um. So I, I can't remember what I ended up doing. You weren't kidding. For that, for that guy project. is
0: a loser. Yeah. Uh,
2: speaking of what losers now, but
1: uh, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh touch on uh Muffy, yes uh, having privatized security in this school. So, so Do you want to talk about this? Might be the most late capitalism. Arthur gets <laughs> is that Muffy has a uh state of the art violin under like digital lock. A a, and a,
0: her, a stradivarius. Her,
1: a stradivarius that her father has hired private security guards to follow her around it's so expensive that she needs like literally like black water or like a pmc to like f- or paladin security to follow her around the school just in case like somebody tries to break it um and
2: another reason that like muffy does something in this episode that makes her like so unlikable when she's like "And this caught co- my daddy paid more money for this than all of your
0: instruments put together or like something like that Ugh. and Oh, so, so just like so annoying, <laughs> um, and and this goes along with a really terrific line that I had to act like I th- you have to had to kind of think about it for a second, but it was Miss Krasny, the uh, the band teacher. She says, "Muffy, you know that private security guards are not allowed in class," <laughs> <laughs> which like. Has she brought private security to class
2: before this? Wouldn't put is it this not the first time? They,
1: they uh, I'm, I forgot about this. I'm watching the episode right now. They, like, attempt to assault Buster. Yeah. <laughs> like, Buster gets too close. And they're like, Buster, you got to back away.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. Maybe she got these guys, like, just got them on Fiverr or something, and they're just there for the <laughs> afternoon or something. But clearly this is not the first time she's pulled a stunt like this. And this actually dovetails pretty well into uh, – uh binky binky's sass mouth man this is yeah. this is sass oh. master uh you know they're doing a specific like concerto built around a clarinet uh, excuse me it might not be a concerto uh a music piece built around the clarinet and miss Crassie's like well we can't we can't do the piece for clarinet without the clarinet and binky's like well i guess you better find somebody to do that then lady and- <laughs>
1: The fact that he calls her lady. The fact that he calls her lady is like really crazy. Like it's like when people like clap back on Twitter and they're like, Oh, Google it, honey. yeah or like that
2: ain't it sis that ain't it sis
1: (laughs) uh, look it up yourself sweetie like
0: (laughs) well and like you i feel it's called fashion sweetie i i feel like we've all had that moment where like and me and and, i mean just speaking for myself i've had a couple of moments in grade school when like the the clap back like you said against a teacher is so savage that like everybody's heart stops beating for a second because like it's just they'll, they'll say they'll say something like binky says just like just calling the calling the teacher like lady or dude or like dropping a swear in there and you're just like they're gonna die <laughs> like it's that bad
1: <laughs> You've... yeah she's gonna call the private security back in and, and forcibly remove binky uh, escort
2: binky out of the classroom
1: yeah I, unfortunately that happens off camera because we we smash cut to Binky's list of offenses typewritten uh,
0: yeah with the letterhead
1: yeah, yeah. Refuses to play in class Does not bring his clarinet to class And uh, talks back in class And I just gotta say uh, Free Binky Free the Hobie
2: <laughs> Another thing that's really good about this scene uh, First of all I want to say Mr. Haney is another God tier character yes, in our uh, I- I'm glad
1: that you picked up <laughs> on that Me and Will have talked because about like, how <laughs> Mr.
2: This, Haney this is whole- amazing this whole bit is based around Mr. Haney like doesn't know who Binky is because <laughs> Binky's like who am I Mr. Haney and Mr. Haney starts like going through the files till so he's like oh who am I Binky's like I'm a doofus Oh, well, there's no doofus at this school <laughs>
1: this <So> is... Mr. <laughs> Mr. Haney is like you can tell Mr. Haney is like not a competent person at his job like he's <laughs> and like the picture of Mr. Haney behind Mr. Haney with like just his like smiling face <laughs> is also very funny and very good this
0: is this is Haney at like maybe his stupidest because it's like he doesn't know what his name is and he's also like not following Binky's essentially Binky's doing like a Pacino monologue here of just like just like <laughs> I used to be somebody you know, just when I thought I was up, they pulled me back in. Like, the, like this kind of stuff. He's, like, pacing. He's looking out the window. Like, it's it's the start of his kind of super villainy as this episode goes on. And Haney is just like, like, like you said, Alex, just like, no, there's no a doofus at this school. Like, your name is Binky. And then Binky's like, see you in detention, Mr. Haney. He's like, yes, that's right, detention. Uh, like, I, I know it's harsh. And just like, boy, Haney, Haney speaking, of, speaking of herbs. Herb, Urban uh, is a big one. Uh,
1: we we got to talk about. So, uh, Will, me, and you have the context of watching all of Arthur in, in linear <laughs> order. Yeah, uh, we kind of have seen binky's role change we've seen the softening of binky as a character uh uh where you know he kind of started out as just like a straight-up foil for arthur like he always had his like secret how he kind of secretly loved to read mm-hmm. or how he secretly did ballet but now we've we've kind of seen binky just become except accepted in the regular fold we haven't seen binky uh uh as his old intimidating self for like seasons now i feel like yeah a long um, time and, 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 and so I thought it was really interesting that the show kind of directly addresses that here. Like, I never really noticed it, but it's like, yeah, the Binky character's completely different than when we first started. And they're kind of acknowledging this with Binky being like, you know, I lost my edge. Like, it, it, it's time for me to get back to, like, being the bully I used to be. And I thought that was, like, pretty nuanced. And, and also, um, it does that thing where it's it's such a good callback that it adds realism to the show. Like, it's, it's, it's almost making it seem... Um, Not episodic but uh serialized in that in that uh uh it's acknowledging like binky's past
0: binky's doing like the the dean ambrose heel turn of just like Mm. you people made me (laughs) soft you people made me weak i need to i'm a killer i need to remember who i am i was gonna say binky does this thing in the episode where like
2: he kind of like growls at people like a dog (laughs) he does that a lot yeah (laughs) and like all I'm saying is that, like, if I, if I was walking down the street one day and someone comes up to me and they growl at me like a dog, like, I'm like, you want my wallet? You want my phone? I'm, I'm handing it over. That's scary. It's,
1: yeah, yeah. If someone comes up to me at the Dartmouth Bridge Terminal and is like, can I bum a dart off you? Yeah. I'm They're getting the whole pack. I'll wa- I'll
2: walk inside and buy them a pack if I have. to. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'll, they're getting what they
0: want, what they whatever they need. Uh, yeah, I'm here to help. them. See, it, do
1: you guys think Binky e is a big DMX fan? Uh, do,
0: do you, okay, so this this is this is an e- editing exercise for anybody who knows how to edit video. Every time Binky growls in this episode, followed up with with a DMX quote. So just like, <laughs> you
1: think this is a game? Yeah, I got no love for a... <laughs>
0: <"Ur."> <laughs> <laughs> It is it's a big it's big Binky energy is what it is. It's just like there's only big Binky energy there's only, beep, beep, beep. there's only one person who can just growl and that's it. There's nothing else that needs to be said. And that's Binky. And he ends up hooking up like you said, he's he's back on he's back in his BS. He's hooking up with the tough customers. <laughs> and in fact, they even say like, Do you guys hear do you guys hear what that is? Yeah, Binky's back in like implying that he hasn't like been the way he is in this episode for a very long time and lucas you and i huge fans of the tough customers um there's a tremendous line here where it's like uh rattles favorite character of the show is asking binky like what what the big plan is to get up to mischief rattles is like are we gonna are we gonna like pants somebody it's or it's it's been a long time since we pulled anybody's (laughs) pants down which is a which is a which is a mint line and then binky follows it up with Later with the pants rattles, we got bigger galoshes to fry. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. No, it's but it's so funny. Like it's the exact kind of energy, like if I I recently went back and listened to the episode we did on the Arthur World's Greatest Gleeper, which is in the first season. Yes. It's the one where Arthur gets involved with the tough customers. And our favorite thing about them is when they're like basically the kid mafia. They they're, yeah. they're kind of talking like these wise guys, <laughs> but you know the stakes are so hilariously low that it just provides the comical kind of uh, dissonance there. And this is kind of getting back to this a little bit. They're talking they're ta- uh, talking like made men on the playground. Now, I've I've briefly
1: talked about this with Will before, but more I think you'll appreciate this is that uh, uh, Rattles uh, donning his backward baseball cap uh, kind of looks like someone who would be way into title fight. Like oh no yeah hundred <laughs> percent like Rattles hundred percent rattles like loves turd style, like
2: <laughs> well uh like w- what I said earlier about how they all look like uh, they all dress the way that like hardcore kids dress yeah like now uh, a friend of mine went to a Code Orange show mm-hmm. and he had made this custom shirt himself that had a picture of the tough customers on oh. it and said Code Orange wow and apparently the. <laughs> I thought it was sick, but uh, I don't know if the band was too happy about it or not. But everybody else saw it was funny. That's...
1: I thought th- that that is very, very cool. That's
0: tremendous. Um,
1: also, Binky's just got some great lines in this episode. Earlier when Mr. Haney is talking to him uh, and he's like talking about his rap sheet, uh, Binky says, It's a start. Uh, yeah. And, and also, uh, what he's decided to do his heel turn, he says, So long, wimp. Hello, Binky.
0: Yeah, it's it, it like it, it. There is a there is a part of his personality that really feels like bullying is part of his nature, and he's he's there's real glee in him going back to accepting his old bad ways. Um, we so essentially, Binky says that it, their, for their next plan, let's just say silence is golden. So him and the tough customers go about basically stealing everybody's instruments, and as they say, refinishing them basically turning them into crappier versions of their instruments. There's one scene where there's like a poster
2: up on a door that just says silence is golden mm-hmm. and it's like it feels like it's some like Banksy shit like <laughs> <laughs>
1: someone's going around the school putting up these mysterious posters. <laughs> uh yeah, so they they don't succeed at getting buffies though. But again, late capitalism uh uh the only uh, we can't count on the police to protect the kids. Only privatized security uh, is the thing to prevent, like, Muffy's uh, instrument from being stolen. And once again, proving my point. Um,
0: uh, so, all of these instruments being refinished, it reminded me of a couple of episodes ago with that, like, flashback to, like, if they don't get the money for the school ban, then there'll be all these, like, uh, cardboard instruments and stuff. They basically ruin them by, like, um, they tape up. Arthur's piano keys together. They put newspaper around Francine's drums. They put a potted plant in Buster's that's tuba. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's that's good.
1: my ultimate My favorite one is the potted plant that, in Buster's tuba.
2: When they're they're like walking down the street and Buster's like, "Hold on a second. He starts yes. watering his potted plant in the tuba.
0: That <laughs> it's so good, ter- terrific visual gag. I love that. So that so that's the thing is that they're trying to eliminate music in the school. And Binky's reach is apparently. He uh, he wants. Buster at one point says he heard Binky say, "Today Elwood City, tomorrow the world," and Brain retorts, "It is scientifically impossible for a nine-year-old to end music around the world."
1: <laughs> and then, and then Buster says, "But Binky has three other nine-year-olds
0: to help him." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's again, like this is, this is what makes it so funny. It's so low stakes, but everybody treats it like it's life or death. Like a super, like, like a supervillain plot. Like that's kind of the idea is that Binky is getting these ideas from Bionic Bunny and stuff like that. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, as Buster is, like you said, more uh, watering his flowers, uh, they, they actually hear him playing in a music shop on a, on a brand new clarinet, which unfortunately is, what a thousand dollars three thousand dollars so yeah a, i think more, it's a thousand more, yeah Or
1: i wanted to ask you about this and i, I know you, you you're not an expert on the woodwind instruments but uh <laughs> is is like a thousand dollars crazy for a new clarinet or is that pretty much like industry standard like is this Logan and employee like taking his <laughs> parents for suckers like uh or or is this pretty much uh the status quo
2: I I mean I can't I, I don't know about about clarinets but like I feel like a thousand dollars for like like a like a very high quality instrument is like is like pretty normal mm-hmm. pretty fair but uh, mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah not not an expert
0: on uh, on clarinets <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. That it's that much money, and and I'm sure depending on the make and like what what a clarinet or any kind of instrument is made out of, like it can run up to that. It like I wasn't surprised at all. I've just never been musically talented, so I never had to ask my parents to buy me (laughs) any musical instruments. Uh, so Binky's really trying to sell that he needs his clarinet and his old one again, and just sounds worse and worse. In fact, he throws it in the trash as they leave the uh, the instrument store, and then Brain has an idea that they can actually uh, uh, fix it. So apparently he does overnight, and they bring it over to Binky's, and it initially works, but... Oh, oh no, before we okay. get to that, oh, so yeah, yeah, this yeah. is
1: where, uh, up until this point, Trevor was uh, definitely, like... Ahead of the pack for throwaway character of the week. Okay. But then we are introduced to this anti-bionic bunny cow uh, uh, that is developing, like, sound technology that, like, uh, negates bionic bunny's uh, uh, superpowers. Uh, And this guy is just wonderful. He's great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> an, anti, so, an anti-bionic an sound wave, which is where he gets his idea for his next scheme. You're right. Uh, okay, good So good uh, it, it's,
1: it's officially, if you're keeping track of the uh, 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 throwaway characters of the week, this might be the first tie in throwaway character of the week history between Trevor and the anti-bionic bunny, bunny cow.
0: See, <laughs> the thing I took away from this scene where he's watching Bionic Bunny is they have the anti-bionic sound wave, which they put through the like the vents of this apartment and it goes up to bionic bunny and he's in his living room sitting on a recliner (laughs) eating a tv (laughs) dinner and watching the love ducks oh dude it's so funny it's so it's so (laughs) weirdly pathetic for the superman figure of just like imagine superman just eating a tv dinner and watching cartoons it's such a strange (laughs) sight it was so fascinating to me uh, so, yes, they do bring the apparently fixed clarinet back to Binky's, uh, and he starts playing it, and it sounds okay, but then he keeps playing it, and then a bunch of paper clips and chewing gum go spitting out, and he's like, hey, and he, he gives a great line, he says, hey, you're just gooning me.
1: I know, I was like... <laughs> Love that. You're just gooning me is crazy. Like It almost sounds like a slur, almost. (laughs) Uh, But like I was like, is this okay? But uh, it's in Arthur, so it definitely is, and it's definitely going to become a part of my vernacular from now on. Uh, Next (laughs) time someone tries to pull an epic prank bro on me, I'll be like, no, 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 no. Uh, You're just trying to goon me.
0: Goon's (laughs) such a versatile word. It needs to be used more. Um, Mm. So Binky is... Full steam ahead on Silence is Golden, and they have their uh, what was it, anti music machine? Was that what they called it?
1: Yes, the anti music machine, (laughs) which is which is the
0: which is the clarinet, and then they have like a megaphone hooked up to a wagon to amplify how bad it sounds, and they're gonna pipe it into the youth orchestra auditions to make everybody sound terrible.
1: No, no more. You talked about your band, Frail Hands. Uh, but, you know, you also have your project uh, uh, Shepherds of Arcadia, uh, uh, you know, and, and you've been one, known to make uh, noise music from oh, time yeah. to time. Uh, what, what is your read on uh, Binky's anti-music machine, like, and, and how good would it be as, like, a noise tape, like...
2: I was gonna say that the anti anti noise machine looks like something that like a weirdo would would use at a noise show or something <laughs> like like a clarinet a clarinet like hooked up to a megaphone and then ran through like seven distortion pedals or something. It's uh, I feel like the anti uh, music machine would uh, it could it could make some good noise music. I think I think it would
0: be good. I, I, I'm interested in uh and how it could be used uh we we do get a little bit of the auditions here and there because the idea is that they're looking for different vents to play it through I always appreciate in Arthur how when the kids play their instruments they're not the best at them like it would be easy to just like put in you know just Arthur playing you know Beethoven's fifth or whatever and he and there's no mistakes or anything but you hear him playing here and he's like kind of halting he makes a couple of sour notes here and there it's like they're just kids and i i just appreciate that i've always appreciated that little attention to detail and in the case of like Muffy, she's like comedically terrible at it uh
1: which is basically her comeuppance for you know being the only one with a working instrument and it's kind of a little mini lesson of it just goes to show that uh just because you buy the best instrument instrument doesn't mean you have talent
0: correct um so they keep trying to find different vents uh they there's the scene where they are trying to go through events through the boys washroom but Mr. Morris is in there the janitor and he's just like <laughs> doing doing the full morning prep he's like gargling he's drying his hair his ears really uh this this, this is a good visual
1: gag this is really really yeah. funny like like every time Mr. Morris keeps looking back at them looking into the bathroom and then he just pulls something else out to do <laughs>
0: It, it, not really sure if he's like aware of what they're trying to do or if this, if was just going to do this anyway. Uh, and then they find one at the, uh, in the gymnasium, but they don't even get, they don't even get to use the music machine, the anti-music machine outside of their test because they open the vent and Muffy's playing her Stradivarius and Rouse is like, looks like somebody beat us to it, boss. <laughs> I also love how he keeps calling Binky yes. boss throughout throughout the episode. I love that. I was that. just about to say that. It's just like <laughs> Rattles is the perfect like bebop and rock steady here. He's just it's always boss. <laughs> like he never calls him by his name. It's so good. Uh and then Binky gets so upset that Muffy is playing so badly that he actually goes in and interrupts the auditions and plays on his clarinet, and even though it's
1: Biggie, Biggie here reminds me of that viral video where the guys like yelling at the guy uh, uh, playing the trumpet in public. More, do you know the one I'm talking about? Where it's like, "You suck! You're you oh, no yeah, talent!" Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like the idea that like Biggie, like he completely loses sight of his plan because he's so mad about how bad uh, uh, Muffy is. Like, you gotta go get yourself a gig,
0: <laughs> you, Lucas. You gotta send me that. That sounds funny. Uh, oh, my God. That video is legendary. <laughs> um, yeah, so Binky actually ends up impressing the judges the most. And uh, as he goes to leave, they actually offer him the spot in the youth orchestra. And Binky immediately abandons all his evil plans. Uh, and because that's, I mean, that's kind of what's been, I mean, you've you've been following through and the whole episode is just like that's all really binky really wanted is he just wanted to be able to play his music and when he wasn't able to he was frustrated and when he's frustrated he kind of becomes his bully persona so there's always there's always kind of a meaning behind why binky is being mean uh usually there's there's just a couple of instances in here when he's just mean to be mean because he kind of likes it uh, in fact, here at the end of the episode, it's like Binky is offered the role in the uh, youth orchestra and they offer to buy him a new clarinet. He's very excited and he goes to leave and on the way out, even though he's happy and like not necessarily a bully anymore. In fact, he denounces silence as golden by I believe he says silence stinks. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and then on the way out, he just pushes George down and laughs at him. Just like, um, yes,
1: th- this is for me. A top 10 arthur ending (laughs) not since the ending of the lice episode where we just kind of have a steady shot on the lice dying if you remember that one of the strangest and most dark and memorable arthur endings of all time uh this ending where bicky's walking into like the literal sunset and buster goes there goes a true musical hero and then arthur (laughs) goes no buster there goes Binky, and then he like pushes George <laughs> to the ground. It's hilarious, but it also like perfectly encapsulates what we started the episode talking about: how like you know Binky could be your angel or your devil. Um, I think it's just it's such a great bow to wrap up this whole episode in. I loved it,
0: mm-hmm. and it just goes and it really communicates that Binky is kind of both and kind of neither. And that's the beauty of his. Yeah. In be-
1: conclusion, the- Biki is a series of contrasts. <laughs> Thank
0: you. So let's so let's get into it. We usually rewind the episode here and talk about our feelings in general on the two stories that we've gone to. More, I'd love to know what you thought of Muffy's soccer shocker. What M- Muffy's soccer shocker?
2: Definitely some good moments, but uh, pales in comparison to. Uh the binky episode Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. binky episode definitely uh uh, outshines that one for sure but um yeah muffy soccer shocker good episode you know it was a good nice uh it was a nice comeback to uh watching arthur for me i
0: think oh good that's i'm I'm really glad to hear that now lucas uh, what do you have to say
1: I'm with more on this one. Uh, I I wasn't actually that big of a fan of Muffy's soccer shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked there's other aspects of it I liked. I liked Arthur's dad. Uh, I liked uh, uh, Mr. Crosswire being like a crazy person making these kids run these like CTE inducing drills. Uh, I think my favorite image of the episode is him hopping up and down on the car like he's a little pump. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like I like piston. That stuff's really good. But like I I think it. The problem is, it's a Muffy episode, and I just don't like Muffy, and I don't, especially don't like when Muffy doesn't really see any character growth. Like, what, what did Muffy learn from that episode? I guess to believe in herself and, uh, uh, you know, try to be good at soccer, even though she's not the best inherently, but like. Buffy still kind of like sucks, and then she kind of carries that over to (laughs) Can You Spare a Clarinet? Where it's like, oh yeah, Buffy like still sucks. So I'm still, I feel like I'm not going to be able to get into a Buffy episode until her character changes a little bit and she's not just like terrible all the time.
0: Mm. Um, I I tend to agree with with you, Lucas. I think that I didn't really have a lot of notes for this episode, and I just kind of felt there wasn't a whole lot to it. There were some funny aspects to it like we talked about with Dave Reed I thought he was very funny and you know what it's I'm of two minds about something because we actually we didn't get any muffy development we actually got more development for Ed himself as a character like he actually came across as somebody who like genuinely wants to see Muffy succeed like he actually kind of seems like less of a caricature and more of a person which is good but I also kind of don't want to see him as a person, you know what I mean? <laughs> like if there's somebody that I don't mind st- staying like a shallow joke, it's the the out- the outright capitalist of the show. Like I don't mind him being the butt of humor, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a- You're saying you're you're, you're not you're I feel not you. uh, I feel it. queuing
1: it up the 4-hour uh, convo with Joe Rogan in your podcast queue. You're not looking forward to hear uh, uh, Ed Crosswire's thoughts on like uh, 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 you know, uh, I don't know, like South African apartheid or
0: whatever, like <laughs> under or or like under, bear attacks. Under no circumstances, my g, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's just so. Um, yeah, the the main kind of thrust of the story I was not really into. It's it's fine. It's it's not. I wouldn't say it's bad necessarily. But if you're not a Muffy fan, I don't really see, uh, necessarily sticking around for this one. I'm a ho- I again, I hold out hope that she gets uh something in the future but like you said lucas for right now there's not a whole lot that's drawing me to the character of muffy now now let's get into a little bit more long form thoughts on uh brother can you spare a clarinet now we i think we can all agree that we liked this one a lot better more i'd love to hear what you thought what what you really liked and took away from this
2: a lot of the like uh the Arthur episodes that I've gone back and watched in recent memory are ones that I like remember watching as a kid and this is one that I did not w- remember watching as a kid but this episode is so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so so good. There's so many like good visual gags, there's like so many good lines. Like I don't have any issues with this episode, I don't think. It's uh yeah, it's really 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 great. <laughs> And it just, it just, it makes me love the character of Binky that much more, I think. Then I I think
0: our job is done. (laughs) The gospel of Binky has been spread. Uh, (laughs) Lucas, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I agree with Moore on this one. This might be this is uh, it's a little early to say this, but this is definitely one of my favorites of season six thus far. Mm. Uh, again, it's got the advantage of being a Binky episode, and as we we've said before, Bink, uh, a lot of Binky can make a good episode great, but uh, it, it's not just that it's a Binky episode. Like like Moore said with the with the flower pot and the tuba to the Mister Haney scene uh, to Binky talking back. Uh, uh, all the stuff about, like, music stinks, and Binky, like, having, like, a weird vendetta of trying to, like, get rid of all music, <laughs> uh, you know, the the valiant return of the tough customers, uh, but it's not just how funny it is and all that stuff. It also is, again, like we talked about before, it's, it's a really great, like, character piece on the Binky character, and sort of, like, trying to comment on, you know, Binky used to be this, like intimidating guy that everybody feared and that he's sort of gotten softened as the kids got to know him better and that he tried to like go back to his old ways i think it's really clever and i think it's really well done but it also has helped by being just like a really really funny episode
0: I think we are just as in unison as the youth orchestra. I agree. Uh I really liked this episode, a favorite of the season so far for sure. I mean, I mean, go figure. We're the we're basically Elwood City limits is the episodic Binky podcast. So at this <laughs> yeah. point, um but yeah, it's it's really it's very funny at points. Uh there's so many dynamics at play that I really think are genuinely hilarious like binky and the tough customers and biggie's uh bully relationship with everybody uh the performance by bruce dinsmore as binky of course always very standout it's it really takes a uh a certain caliber of voice actor to be able to balance uh a character like that and i think i we i don't think we've never gotten any blowback on this but i just kind of want to say that like when we talk about long-term storytelling in a show like Arthur that is kind of meant to be more episodic it's funny how we can we are left in the cold with somebody like Muffy who's never really seemed to transcend her uh kind of sh- relatively shallow portrayal but in at the same token a character like Binky does feel a lot more evolved like there's a lot more layers there so i feel like it's if it's possible for him it's possible for every character and we've seen that in various kind of uh frequencies throughout these six seasons so i'm always always pleased that there is a little bit extra attention paid to binky because he really is one of the best characters on the show and this is another reason why loved loved this episode loved silence is golden uh great stuff yeah i completely agree all right, so we're getting ready to end off here, but of course, uh, we've got all our plugs out of the way. Uh, more, uh, so tell us where we can find you online with your music projects and on Twitter as well, and anywhere else you might want to plug. All right,
2: you can find me on Twitter, at severelyonline, uh, mood whatever. Uh, yeah, follow me on there if you want to see some, you know, stupid posts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frail Hands... Uh, you can listen to us at frillhands.bandcamp.com uh, I think we have some records and shirts up for sale there uh, you can also find us uh, records and shirts for sale through 12 Gauge Records um, you can also listen to my other band New Ruins at newruinshfx.bandcamp.com uh, check out my noise project Shepherds of Arcadia uh, I think that one of shepherdsofarcadia.bandcamp.com I a hardcore band too called Grief. You can check us out grief902.bandcamp.com. Uh I'm going to give a quick shout out to uh Pale Lake. Yeah,
1: host. shout out to Ch- Pale Shout out
2: to Pale Lake. Oh. Listen to l- listen to Pale Lake. They're sick. Uh Pale is out, so sick. They're so sick. Shout out Weird Star from Montreal. Shout out Gasm from Montreal. Uh Who else am I forgetting to listen? Uh sh- shout out Shout out Gossamer from Newfoundland. Uh who else who else? Should I shout out? I don't know there's too many ones we had I want to shout out but yeah uh severely online at twitter frailhands.bandcamp.com new ruins hfx.bandcamp.com shepherds of arcadia.bandcamp.com grief902.bandcamp.com
0: those are my plugs it's a good thing that I edit this show because that I I was like I was looking around for like a pen and paper or something but I'll be able to copy this down uh when I edit this pretty soon uh more it was great to have you on the show really appreciate your insight yeah. and uh, you, should, you, you. you should come back sometime I would love to come back again absolutely well we've got this was really fun we've got like 20 more seasons of the show so <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure
1: we, we, we here's my promise to you we might have you back before this or after this but the one episode we have to have you on for is the one where uh, Biggie puts those headphones on and that meme uh, oh my God. And, and is like yes, listening yes, yes, to yes, the yes. Song. Please, please
0: please <laughs> Please get me on for that one. I would love to. 100%. We will find a way. Okay, so my name is uh, Will Young, and that's Lucas Mancini and our esteemed guest, Alex Moore. Check out all of their stuff. Uh, Next time on Elwood City Limits, uh, Lucas, you and I are going to be looking at The Boy Who Cried Comet and Arthur and Los Vecinos.
1: Whoa. I with a De Los míos personnel. I I don't know what this episode's about at all. All
0: right. I, I wonder if it'll if it'll uh, if it'll jog your memory the next time we talk to you. All right. So for our guest Moore uh, and myself, Will Young, and for Lucas Mancini, Toodle tootle
1: around or on the putt putt, or do you want to burn some rubber?
0: <laughs> we'll see you next time. Have a great week, guys.